Hour number two, Darren, Donick, and Chase on this Friday morning. Don't forget, pregame show, four and a half hours of coverage starting Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Yeah, 7 a.m., 7 to 9.30. And then the show live at George Jones downtown. I mean, 7 to 9.30 be live, too. It'll just be here in our studios, but... Then the action goes downtown for the final two hours at George Jones, 2nd Avenue, Chris Sanders, Forever Titan, Floyd Reese, the GM, and Jared Stillman will be anchoring that coverage, talking about the Titans and the Bills. NFL pregame show is brought to you by Wholesale Link, powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, Middle Tennessee Kubota Dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Will we have a little Chase and TD tonight from we will. 6 to 8? We will. Chase and TD tonight, 6 to 8. And then, uh, is uh, it a Freaky Friday? It is a Freaky okay. Friday. Okay, good. It is a Freaky Friday. I so. like Freaky Fridays. What determines a Freaky Friday? Uh, to Ron. He just decides if it's Freaky Friday. So That's why I asked. Because yeah. the, it's he's used other names. He's got names for And you guys have, at times have been bumped to a different day. We've so. been um, Wacky Wednesday, Manic <laughs> Monday. <laughs> These Thursday night games mess up the rhythm. Thirsty Thursday. I don't know. Maybe that's just. If me. you, I think you just made that up. I don't think you've no. had a thirsty Thursday. No, that that would just probably be me. That's yeah. what they used to call. Well, and they may still call it that at the sounds, but at Greer Stadium used to go. They to used to do that. The really? Thirsty Thursday. They did. They huh. did. I don't remember. Nobody remembers that. Really? Mm-hmm. Thirsty Thursdays. They drank too much. There's probably a reason they don't remember that. <laughs> that became kind of a. St- Honestly, I think it was a pain in the rear for the sounds. Oh, I, I- can tell you. I, I well, heard some okay. employees I didn't want to say, really uh, say that, but yeah. it was. Oh, we're it was we're enough removed. They were like, yeah. these people aren't here to watch the game. No, they were just there <laughs> to drink. And the lines were insane. The beer lines. Yeah. Yeah, people were literally just going there, there to drink. I, I, I look back on you know some times that I had at Greer Stadium, and you know it was one of those things that it was so bad that it was just memorable. That it, you know, it was obviously time for a new place, and now they have a, a great ballpark, and is it First Horizon Park now? Has it officially changed names? Yeah, I think so. But um, you know, beautiful place over there. But there are just there are times I'll I'll be talking to somebody about a night we had at Greer Stadium. <laughs> just you know, it had some history. That's the best way to put it. I had an umpire last weekend. Guy who was umping one of our games. Came up to me and he said, "I just want to let you know you gave my son a baseball at a Sounds game." at Greer Stadium a long time ago. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it was probably, he's like 10, 12 years ago. Hmm. He's like, he's never forgotten that. I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I started thinking about Greer Stadium. You know, I was like, man, it's a lot of memories <laughs> It's a there. lot of games you know, over there. Some memories that weren't great, but <laughs> like, man, this, what are they going to do with this dump? <laughs> I remember. Uh, it's like the, the bathrooms that didn't work <laughs> or they were yeah, flooded or. Yeah. And then the, the. You were basically on a hill, so I mean, you had like you're walking through the concourse and you're kind of walking uphill, and then you walk downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing was level. It was a little hilly. Uh, I remember one of the first times that I really interacted with you, Darren, was I was, I think I was working here. I may have been an intern still, but you did an air guitar contest with my friend. That's right. You told me that. He he won right or whether we that was he got picked and so yeah. we were up on the dugout well, or were you on the field? You were on the field. No, how it happened was it was our night. It was one or two five the game night or something, and I walk in and I go up to to Jeremy, our PD at the time, and he uh, I'm like, hey, this is my best friend Logan. And He goes, 
Hi, Logan. I'm Jeremy. Uh, you're going to be doing the air guitar contest <laughs> during the, <laughs> the sixth inning or whatever it was. I think that was the night I threw out the first pitch. You did. Yeah. You did. That so, was fun. Maddox was a little. Yeah, I think I was going to say that had to have been six, seven years ago. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think he was a year old. Yeah. Those so. are fun times. Willie, do you remember the time we got up in seventh inning stretch and danced on the dugouts? I think you were there that night we did that. I danced on the dugout? I think so, yeah. I think I'm lumping you in with me. I'm not sure. I, no? I don't have a recollection of that. Okay. Maybe you didn't. That was fun. I'm not saying it didn't happen. That may have been a Thursday, I just, Thursday I may have. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. By the way, I was looking. I was telling Chase this. You know, when we were talking about the renderings for the stadium, we weren't sure what the capacity was. I found that. I, I found... That info last night or yesterday. You know what it is? You remember the number I threw out? What that was, was that was, was a guess the at the time. That's that's what I thought it should be the perfect number. That is the number. Thirty five thousand. Okay. I you know what? I drove by on my way to the arena last night. I drove right past the you know, I right past Nissan Stadium. I just, I'm just eyeballing how close the football stadium is, and I'm going over the bridge that this stadium is supposed to be tucked in there between the two, you know, with the pedestrian yeah. bridge coming right in on, you know, yeah. right center or center, right field, wherever it goes. I just have a hard time thinking that it could fit. We'll see what they're going to do. I mean, I, 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 thought, I thought it when I looked at the drawing, and then when I drove by the stadium, I'm like, you seriously think we can get a baseball stadium? A major league baseball stadium in this spot? I'd like somebody to show me. Some I, smart people have figured out that you can. Smarter are, than are us. Are you sure? I mean, I don't yeah. know these people. They can do like. Well, uh, I mean, do you, you know should, these people? Well, I mean, usually you have to have you know engineers. I mean, I would and think if you're going to put this up on a website, a you have to. Yeah, I would think, but get maybe in a the, room and blueprints and all that. Yeah. And I, if, I'm not claiming to be a landscaper or you know a, a landscape, an, ar- an architect or a ballpark maker or. <laughs> What if they uh, did like, you know, they do a but it just, it just looks like it, it wouldn't fit. Are they going to move the bridge over? No, I don't, think they're they're, I don't believe they're going to move the bridge. They're going to get a bunch of trucks and push Nissan Stadium and just move it they're over They're going to slide that over? They're going to slide Nissan over to Top Are there golf. wheels? It's going to be closer to Are there to wheels under there? You can slide it over a few the feet? The bridge is going to be scooted over. We're going to need you to scoot over a little bit. It's like or, the Sims. You can just move everything around. Hey, I've seen houses get moved. You ever seen a house because it, up well, on blocks, and then the next thing you know, it's on a truck yeah, and yeah. going yeah. down the road. Yeah, I thought My about uncle this lives though. In one. It, when you Your look uncle at that, lives in a house that, that got moved. Yeah, they, well, it was one of those that like the pre-built that they bring in on two trucks and they put it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prefab. Mm-hmm. But okay. when you look at that drawing. It's not just a ballpark, right? They, they got an office oh, building yeah. over no, here. No, no. You got a little marina well, over no, here. There's a 12 story building. Yeah, you got all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking, all of that's going to go in there too, besides the park in this space? It's going to be like the Hawk and Venerable Stadium. They'll kind of connect. You can share a concourse. But the Hawk is, you know, 5,000 seats or whatever. This is a major league ballpark. <laughs> Max is like, no, it's not. 5,000? I think if you you know standing room and I mean absolute max. I think the listed capacity 3, is thirty. Yeah, thirty six hundred, oh, and that's yeah, with 5, standards. Five thousand. Five thousand. 
I think you just created a lot of space over there. I- I'm trying you to be counting, generous. Duck on the parking structures. Going to stand on top of the monster. I think they should let people stand up on the football stadium. They won't let people do that. I've watched we, practices from up there before. It's a really cool view. We used to the the pitchers who were not in the game used to sit up there to collect the foul balls that would get fouled into the stadium. And you get free ice cream for everyone you bring back, right? I was called upon to pinch hit from up there. The the, the coach goes, "Donick!" And he didn't realize I was on the foul ball duty. I had to run down <laughs> with my turf shoes to get to the batter's box. I didn't make it in time. The third out was made before I got uh, there. The I bummer. see what you're saying because you're talking about having a college baseball hall of fame right there right you're talking yeah. about a 12 story there's a ton of stuff building, in there. a four thousand seat covered concert venue which is interesting retail and restaurants a 20 story residential tower yes a 20 story hotel condo tower now you've driven that road you go over that bridge and you're telling me all that's going to go in there I'm just telling apparently, you, drive by there. Drive by there. Saying yes. Drive by there, and you tell me that you think uh, all of that's going to fit in there. I just, I'm hard pressed. I don't. Uh, again, total amateur. I didn't go do the measurements or anything. It just looks like it's a tight fit. If it could fit at all, I I, I hear you, but I I kind of feel like they've talked to the I, people I would that hope would know. So I, yeah, I can't imagine they're like, hey, let's just kind of make up our own little deal and plop it right here and. We'll figure out later if it works or not. I might be a little sensitive because my neighborhood's back there. I got to yeah. use that road a lot. Like, am I going to be able to get home? No, I guess not. You have to drive through. Find it. A... They're going to build a tunnel under the stadium. <laughs> we might have to do that. We might have to. That would be kind That's of cool. An idea. Actually, Und- hey, underground. That would make it fit stuff. easier. They've talked about underground. And it's hard in Nashville, Und- though. Yeah, like underground, like everything's rock. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to be Not like the rock. I don't think we can do like Edmonton. Don't they have like basically a Winnipeg lot of the city under a series there? of tunnels? Yeah, Winnipeg, but that was above yeah. Edmonton. Isn't it below? Was it Edmonton? You said that's got a lot of basically a lot of stuff underneath. The city? Winnipeg's got Winnipeg too. Oh yeah, I thought it was. Well, we saw all the connecting. They got them both. Okay, so they're underground too. We didn't sure. do any underground stuff. Yeah, all the most of the Canadian cities have at least some underground. Winnipeg's got the most that I've seen. Hmm. Atlanta has yeah. does they still have that? I have a years a long yeah. time ago. The underground, yeah. yeah. Do they like still like have a mall that? under that? Yes. I, don't know what, I don't know what they have now. Restaurants, bars, yeah. yeah. I think it's some version Is of it. it. Still I, functioning? I haven't been there in a long time because you used yeah. to go through there to get to the yes. shuttle to take you to mm-hmm. Turner Field. Yeah, uh, the Ted uh, having a little trouble with Mike Renner. I don't know what's going on. Not answering, but hopefully we can make contact with him. More coming here on Darren, Donick, and Chase, ESPN 1025 The Game. All right, let me tell you about Lee Company as we get things started here. 5-6-7-1000. Last night, opening night in Smashville down at Bridgestone Arena. Lee Company, a great partner, sponsor of the Nashville Predators, sponsor of our radio coverage of the Nashville Predators with Darren and the guys getting it started last night, Pete and Hal and Chase and company. When you go in, you'll see the display of Lee Company. When you go down to a Predators game or a concert or anything down at Bridgestone Arena, our family, too, uses Lee Company at home. And we use the home maintenance plan that I tell you about all the time. I've been telling you now for several years. And it continues to work well for us because they'll give you the four annual calls to come in and check your systems in your home. And they'll find the little problems before they become big problems. I'm talking about plumbing, electrical, heating, and cooling. And, yes, The weather is going to break at some point in the coming weeks. Check your heater. This is a great way to get started. Jump on board with the home maintenance plan. Have them come out 
and check your heater. Make sure it's working properly. 567-1000 or LeeCompany.com. Lee Company, let their decades of expertise go to work for you. This may be premature because we're not ready for this yet, but maybe I need to put myself on the list. A little air on me. I could have sworn. And thanks to Trevor, our buddy in Milwaukee who listens to the show. We really appreciate him. He tweeted at me and said, the Blackhawks and Flyers, when they drop the puck in about an hour and a half, is over in the Czech Republic. I don't know why I thought it was in Switzerland. I could have sworn that they were in Switzerland. The Flyers had an exhibition in Switzerland, but I That's guess they were crossing saw. borders. Ah, so they would know. do a preseason game in Switzerland because I knew I saw that they were over there and Gritty was making chocolate in Switzerland. And I, and so I just assumed they were playing this game in Switzerland, but they played a preseason game in Switzerland and then they're, then they're playing a regular season game in Czech Republic? Wow. Yeah. Well, they that were is playing, a lot of travel. They were playing, as we say here in Tennessee, Lausanne. Which is not how it is said in Switzerland. Yeah. But yeah, no no publicity okay. for these events anymore. So the Blackhawks and Flyers in the Czech Republic. So. And Rays Astros game one. I oh, think right. at the one same time. Yeah, one yeah. o'clock start. That's right. Big today sports isn't, afternoon. Uh, today, all today. Four, yeah. four games, right? Today on the baseball mm-hmm. front. Yep. Today is a very, very active sports day. It's what I'll be doing uh, in between this show and chasing TD is watching some, watching some baseball. Twins, Yankees. That's a that's one of the night games. Yep. And then both of the game twos, both of the NL games are on ninety four nine game two today. By the way, mm-hmm. Braves start at three. Hey, this is a really good sports day. We'll get one of the baseball games starting before we even get out of here. And then right. one o'clock. Yep. Yep. So we can have a little. Hockey on one channel and baseball on the other. That'll be great. Live sports. So, thank you, Trevor, for the heads up. Appreciate it, man. Did you guys see uh, who was at Titans practice yesterday? Who Mike Vrabel introduced to the team? Did I see a uh, pretty good running back? Pretty good running back. In the past? Yeah. Used to have a tearaway jersey? He did. Still couldn't bring him down? Yeah. This, this was actually his first visit to Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Earl Campbell. Wow. Man, he was awesome. I was uh, looking at the Titans website. It was pretty cool to see some some pictures of Earl Campbell interacting with Derrick Henry. Because, um, you, you know, I mean, the, he obviously was a, the Oilers, never played for the Titans, but still a part of the franchise. How, and, how is his health? I I, I know uh, he was really struggling for a while. Was he was years ago. He was having to really work hard to stay mobile. I'm hoping he's made inroads there. I, did, did, did that get talked about? At all? I, 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 didn't see I haven't it. seen anything on that. He did say, uh, Jim Wyatt's piece has a quote. Uh, Campbell says, where is that guy Mariota? Come on over here. <laughs> no matter what nobody says, I think you are the leader of this football team. He had some hilarious commercials back in the day at his height. Remember, mm-hmm. he's the, uh, he did he did the skull, the pinch between my cheek and gum. He and a bunch yeah. of other athletes had some. Pretty cool, though. Remember the one he said, he old. goes, I think I'll play some touch. Remember, remember, remember that? Yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah. follows the girl yeah. down the beach. Yep. That, that, that's awesome. <laughs> he was, man, at his height, he was awesome. First pick overall. Did we need to hit, should we have a little vintage love, Earl Campbell from back in the day? Love you. The love you the blue, love blue days. Yeah, let's, let's see what Max has pulled up here on short notes here.
It's the NFL Films edition. Okay. One more coming. I can hear the crowd. What what year was this, Max? 79, 78, 80, right around there somewhere. Well, 79 was his best touchdown year. He had 19 touchdowns in 79, and 80 was his best rushing year where he was on the doorstep of 2000. How many carries? Over 400? Nope. Nope. Never had over 400 in his career in a season. Close to it, though? 373 was the most, and that was in the 1980 season. He rushed for 19 134 wow. yards. Only 13 touchdowns. Wow. Only that, that's still yeah, pretty good. I know. That that game uh, Howard Cosell went nuts. They they beat the Steelers or was it the Dolphins they beat that night? I think it was that the Dolphins. That was the Dolphins yeah. four touchdowns on November 20th, 1978. Yeah, the sound quality wasn't great on that, but that was a memorable back when Monday Night Football was the show. You know, it was such a big feature. Now you it's it's so splintered off cuz you have the Thursday night game, you got the Sunday night game, you still have Monday night so that feature game that Monday Night Football was at the time, yeah, he had some great games on that. They went to back-to-back AFC title games. They just couldn't beat the Steelers. They just were not quite good enough to beat the Steelers. He's probably one of the greatest players who didn't make the Super Bowl. They Dan, weren't good Dan to, Fouts was they in They weren't that. good enough to beat them in the 70s? Were the Steelers good in the 70s? They were pretty good. Huh. <laughs> they were pretty good. It's just like Dan Fouts and the Chargers. They had some great teams around that time. Just couldn't quite break through. Well, there's there's a couple, like three dynasty teams, like the Steelers and the Cowboys and the 49ers, oh. that cost a lot of other good teams chances to win big. Well, the 70s, in a, in a nutshell, it's the Raiders, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Vikings, pretty much. They, mm-hmm. they, they tie up a huge percentage yep. of all of the, the championships and Super Bowl appearances. Right, The Vikings got beaten in the Super Bowl a bunch, but they were always there 80s was a little bit different 80s more 49ers I was, was, say, was well, and bears, the dominant team bears but the bears only went once it was a, yeah but, but still they, that I mean, team though, they had some good teams. There was that it was a smaller window because the 49ers felt like it was an entire decade right steelers was a decade the 70s raiders i, I would decade. i would put the, i would put the giants in the 80s above the bears for overall performance yeah in the 80s um. Yeah, that's probably fair. And you, you know, 1990 they won it. That so that. Well, they, but they won two Super Bowls in that deck. Well, that the second was 1990. So it's yeah, you know, the, just at the beginning of the 90s. But they got good at the start of the 80s when Lawrence Taylor got there. And so the Bears, you know, they had that real good window there, but they only won it once. They they probably squandered a couple of chances. You kind of get bummed if you're a Bears fan. They only won it once. Mm-hmm. Because of how good they were in the one year in '85, but the 49ers were the were clearly the best in the '80s. Yeah, but Bears '85, Giants '86. Yeah, the Broncos were were constantly well, around, just, but couldn't, couldn't win the Super couldn't Bowl. Win it. Yeah, couldn't Redskins win. were pretty good throughout the '80s. I would say, yeah, pretty good. Well, they won consistently good. How many they they, they won, won a couple three Super under Bowls. Joe Gibbs, right? Uh, they won three. One of them was ninety-one. So that was it. Would at the edge of the decade there. And then which year was it? They won they... three different. Remember, they won with three different quarterbacks: Theismann, Doug Williams, and then Mark Rippon, which is 
Rare. We talk one about of, all these great the teams, year, right? We talk about these great teams and no memorable Super Bowls. You know why? Because there were great teams and they just destroyed everybody. Super Bowls that's, were not memorable to a large degree. Then. That's true. So many blowouts. What so. year was it that the Redskins won the Super Bowl? But it was the scrub year. It was the strike. Didn't they? That was eighty-seven. Yeah, was they, 87? Th- for three weeks they played with the replacement players, which was a whole saga in itself. But you know what, Darren? What did they not have back then? Uh, high definition television. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But Twitter. what else? Twitter. They did not they have, have replay. They did not have free agency, and they did not have a salary they cap. Did not have yeah. a salary. So cap. the teams kept their same yeah. team, right? You, this, you kept whoever you wanted. There was yep. nowhere anybody could go. Pre-salary cap did not have what we have today, where you know, yeah, every year you feel like at least your team has a chance, which makes you. Look Nobody, at, I don't look remember at the those decades and say it's amazing what they. Those decades, get. people weren't talking about parity. No, uh, well, the schedule was still kind of the same as they do. You know, if you finished fifth, you played the fifth place schedule first. You played the first place schedule. You got to pick first, but they didn't have the salary cap. Yeah. Did you? Since you guys remember both eras, I don't remember the the pre salary cap era. But since you have been a part of both eras, do you do you like how it is now, or did you like the old days? Oh, I like it now. It's I think it's it's more it's more it's about how you run your don't, team. Don't you think being it's on a level being playing smart. field is yeah. is yeah. good? I mean, that's I've always had a problem with baseball. I just I don't like it. Got bad. The, well, look yeah. at it this year. I mean, it was literally this is a perfect time to the haves and the have-nots. I mean, how many teams lost ninety games this year? A dozen. But, but it's not because they don't have the ability revenue-wise anymore. The revenue sharing has helped a ton. I mean, you you have Tampa Bay and. Right, the Oakland are, the, the are among the lowest yeah, t- revenue generating teams that there are, and they can they can win. Brewers are not a high revenue but, team, but haves and have nots is not good for a sport where you've got mm-hmm. feel like half the league is haves and half the league is have nots. But you, you like can't control if a team wants to tank and wants to. I don't think you can do much about that, which is I think what's happening more in baseball as the, as for the reason why some of these teams are that bad. Like it's not like the Tigers don't have any money. I mean, the NBA right. have tanking. Well, they used They're to just, spend it. They used to spend a lot, but a that's lot. what they got themselves into this hole. And they, got, they, they did a lot of winning. They did a lot of they winning. They won, yeah, and they overpaid to try sure. to keep some guys, and then they all got old fast. Miguel right? Cabrera. Poof. Yeah, Poof. what happened? When's there? the last time we talked about Miguel Cabrera? Yeah. Well, how about, like, Jordan Zimmerman, who they paid yeah. huge money? What was his? You want to see some ugly stats? Look at Jordan Zimmerman's number. That guy used to be good. Mm-hmm. What'd they pay Dontrell Willis? Dontrell Willis. I, I have no Who idea. Who is now where? Fox? Yeah. yeah. Dontrell Willis. I had thought about Dontrell. Let's, let's come back and talk about, yet again, another sign of – and what – does the league have to do anything or not? I don't know if they can do anything, but just, again, another example, yet another example of NFL players. When somebody's mad, they're just like, eh, I'm not going to practice. I'm mad. There's been another example. I don't know if a lot of you saw it. It's in the NFC, Purple People Eaters. We'll talk about it on the other side of Darren, Donick, and Chase, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. Sam Darnold was practicing this week, but it does not look like he's going to suit up and play. He has been ruled out for their game against the Eagles. The Jets coming off a bye week. Darnold has been dealing with mono. But it doesn't look like he's going to get the start. Uh, it'll be Luke Falk will get the nod. 
for the Jets. Yikes. Someday, we're going to look at the pro football reference and say, Luke Falk started a couple games. Yeah. The same way we say Matt Mock started a game for the Titans. Uh, it's. I think it would fall under the same umbrella. Desperation. Did Rusty Smith start a game? I know he played in a game. Oh, yeah. He, st- he started a couple he games. He started a couple games? Yeah. He started at least one, and it didn't go well. Was that the game against the It was Texans? on the road. Wasn't it the Texans? Might have been the Texans. I feel like that. That comes to mind. It was not pretty. It was not good. I don't think they – did they get shut out? They, they did. They shut out. They yeah. do. Also, it looks like Saquon Barkley getting ever so close. Not ruled out. He's not ruled out. I mean, that, that's Holy insane. God. He's not ruled out. Uh, looks like Melvin Gordon, they're saying, should be in the lineup and, and could start this game for the Chargers. He was – That's good for some fantasy players. Yes. Yep, so I thought I would pass that along. So let's talk about the newest layer of player not happy. Still got the whole Jalen Ramsey saga. We certainly know what Antonio Brown has done. This new movement that we've been talking about of, yeah, I get mad. I'm just like, I'm just going to sit or trade me. I want out of here. I'm done with this. I'm tired of this. I think they've probably been watching these NBA players, and it's a little bit different. But for whatever reason, the NFL players are deciding – I don't like my situation, so I'm going to kick and scream till I get out of here. And the newest one is Stefan Diggs. Have you guys seen this? Kind of a really awkward exchange yep. with the media yesterday. He said, "Yeah, you know, most rumors are true." Right. What? Most rumors are true. And then apparently he. But met, I'm not going to talk about it. He but met most with rumors everybody. are true. Zimmer won't talk about it. He's not happy. But he hasn't requested a trade. But he hasn't requested a trade. He's not happy. Most rumors are true, and the rumors are that he wants out. Right. I flippantly said to Chase last night, okay, well then why doesn't Jacksonville trade Ramsey to Minnesota, Minnesota trade Diggs to Jacksonville? Straight up, move on. So can the league do anything about this? No. No, and they – I I mean, honestly, and, I don't and think what they do we, And what do we think about this? The, the minute somebody gets mad, they're like, yeah, I want out. I'm done. Yeah. It's NBA's been dealing with it. I know that's what I'm saying, but now it's filtered into the NFL, and it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. Now you have to have a status, right? Think about the guys we're talking about: Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best at his position; Antonio Brown, arguably the best at his position; Stephon Diggs is right up there. I mean, he is a tremendous talent at wide receiver. So you have to have clout, you have to have status. But is this a good thing? And and well, what what is going to make them happy? What what is is it because his quarterback stinks? Is it Adam Thielen gets more targets than him? What is it? Well, I think some of it's the. I mean, Thielen was mad about the quarterback, you know, not being able to make throws. I think we're seeing that Kirk Cousins that that deal he signed with Minnesota, they're starting to regret it, I mean, whether they admit it or not. It just it's not it's not working out. The thing with the NBA though, is you end up with you end up with super teams. You end up with these five, six, seven, you know, five or six teams that are there every year. I don't want that in the NFL. It goes back to what we were just talking about with free agency. I mean, you, you like parody the NBA, you get guys that are complaining and they get moved or they want to go play with their buddies. And, and then you have, you know, Anthony Davis going to, to LA to play with LeBron. But The Pelicans tried to do the right thing. Right. And say, you know, you're not going to do that to us. So they we're tried, not going to just, but, and, but they got, they got burned. Yeah. 
so no. So what do I, you do? What I do you do like if you're it. a team? Well, and that's like what are the Jags doing with Ramsey? What are they going to do with him? What are you going to just have him stand on the sidelines? You're kind of damned if you do, damned if it's you a don't. Nightmare. Because you don't want a guy that doesn't want to be there, right? And if Jalen Ramsey is like, I hate the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't want to be here. That's going to create, you know, some stuff in the locker room. You it don't al- want. It that. also creates a list of teams that say, you know what? I don't want any part of that guy. Sure. I'm not going to give you a plug nickel for that guy. Somebody else might want to trade for him. So I now Diggs is trying. He's trying to explain himself here. He's just basically saying I'm frustrated. You know, it, he's certainly not the first wide receiver to do that, but. You can't skip practice, man. Come on, that's the go new, to practice. That's the new thing. Keep going to work, hey, and everything feel, will work out. Be a practice. I mean, you know what? Eventually, I'm you'll get the. Eventually, you'll get the passes thrown to you. Eventually. Well, but the thing is, I mean, you, his target. He's not being targeted as much, so he's frustrated. Okay, keep going to practice and and keep playing and keep plugging. Well, I think a lot of them are frustrated just because the, game, the quarterback. Not every game can be a game where we're like, okay, we're going to give Stefan 20 yeah. chances and we're going to give Darren 20 chances and Chase will get 20 chances. This is not how the game works. Right. You got to get first downs. You got to get the ball. There's, I, mean, I don't understand why but, people don't realize this sometimes. Let me take this a step further. You're not going to win every game. Not everything is, you know, hunky-dory all the time. Would You, you two, go through struggles. Would you two agree that talent that talent in the NFL talent in all sports but in the in this situation the NFL is probably the best that it's been ever i mean it gets better and better every year you have more players coming out of college that you know that you maybe you haven't heard of or you have and then they're performing in the NFL there there are a lot of talented players is what i'm saying mm, no i don't i, I don't buy I, that this has been I, the case for the, a while i right? think the rules in the system allows them okay, to shine that's fair. more because it's allowing them to open up the game, right? But I don't, I don't, th- I don't necessarily think the talent level is any greater. But you're today. seeing more production. I mean, there've been stars always. There've yeah. always been superstar play. I, I think the game is allowing them to have a bigger star because the numbers are inflated because yeah. the rules have changed and they're allowed to do more. And and so I think it enhances their profile because of how the game is played. Is that okay? Is that fair. That's fair. But because of that. You are the player is looking at his numbers, going, "Okay, well, I'm really good, so I should I should have more clout, and I don't like this situation, so I'm going to be able to to show you that, hey, look how good I am. I want to get what I want. So it's almost like you're entitling these players more because of what you just said that the systems are inflating the numbers and and all of that. But these players think that they have more power, and and they're and in some ways they do. Do you know what else is entitling them more? Money? Yep. The contracts are higher? Contracts are higher. Everybody's getting more money, more freedom, right? Become It, it changes. It changes your makeup. There, it, there it is, is definitely there's no f- doubt that Antonio Brown, over time, changed with the more money he made and the bigger contracts he got. There's no I, doubt. I think there has to be a belief on a lot. Or just, just a, It's a reality, right? You, you have to fight to make the money while you can make it. There's no guarantees. Right, once you sign the contract, it's not guaranteed other than the the portion that they guarantee up front, right? But every NFL player is know, knows that the window could close quickly. Right? So you got to you got if you don't have the production, you won't make the money. That's a reality. But you have to balance that with wanting to be a winning 
player, right? It just seems like the Patriots don't have this issue, right? And how is that? They just they how don't have, have they, this, been they able don't have to this issue this? because they just get rid of those guys. Yeah, they just walk away. Right, but it doesn't affect them. Like other teams are scared to do it because it affects them. Like look at the Steelers, right? They they got they had two major pain in the you know what two headaches, two incredibly talented players, and they finally got rid of them. And how look at them? They get anything for? They them. just got their first win against the Bengals. Uh, and some well, the of quarterback got hurt. Roethlisberger's hurt, so that that factors in. But they've been, they've been a pretty consistent winner over a long period of time. The, the Steelers. I just wonder what happened with those guys. But they like, didn't go to the playoffs last year. And they had Roethlisberger. And what if they go 6-10 and 10 this year? Like, how, do, how does that affect them? Yeah. But the Patriots, that's what I'm saying, it never, yeah. it never gets to them. Pretty remarkable. It's a, look, I, I wish I, knew, I had an answer for you, but I don't. I mean, and on top of all that, the quarterback is how old? 42? I mean, he, he's just, he still plays a a level that nobody expects him to play. Everybody's waiting for the game where, up, oh, up, oh, there he is. He's old. I think, too, wouldn't you say that some teams are probably less willing to draft guys? If that if that type of personality shows up in all the research you do, like, nope. I think I'm staying away from those guys. Joe Mixon to the Bengals, drafted, still drafted. Tyreek Hill. No, I'm not talking about that. Chiefs. That's, those are different issues. Off the field issue, you can, you can have – some terrible things that happen off the field, but be a great team guy, right? You can. And you can be a terrible team guy and be fine off the field and not right. be any in any trouble off the field. Like T.O. Those are completely different things. You, you said, though... You could be a great teammate and a are, terrible person who's got all kinds of issues and problems off the field. Yeah, but what were you saying teams are doing differently? Because you, I thought you were saying that teams are not. Well, I don't, don't you think that character, the characteristic of you know, the sort of, I, I guess let's let's define it generally. In Diggs's case here, and Diggs has been a good player. I've never heard Diggs to pop off like this before. He's been in the league for a while. This surprises me that this happens now. But the characteristic of sort of a me first, I got to get mine. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna moan and groan if I don't get the ball. Some sometimes you can. You can probably find that character trait when you're doing your research on guys. Mm -hmm. Maybe some guys can fool you. Well, especially now because you go look at Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see guys tweeting about, you know, I'm not getting the ball. I'm not getting, you know what I mean? It's, it's, well, it's everywhere. It's usually deleted the next day. Well, you still find it. It's like, what What are they, they ever think about that? Like, why, why are you going to tweet something that you know darn well? Somebody's going to get in your ear and be like, oh, that was really dumb. What, 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 you, you shouldn't have done that. And then you're going to have to delete it. Like, well, How yeah, come they can't yeah. figure that out on the front end before they, they did hit listen send? listen to Herm, the don't, the don't press know. send. I know. It's pretty simple. Good philosophy. Mookie, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I was just listening to your theory on uh, you don't know why the, the Patriots can get around that little phenomenon. And I think it's, it's the same reason why we've kind of uh, – given Belichick this genius status, and he's a very smart coach, and we, we kind of overlook his, his rudeness uh, in press conferences. He says little. We kind of laugh that off, but if you don't win and you don't have, you know, felt on the wall, then it, it's called what it is, being rude, obnoxious. So kind of like Popovich. We do the same thing with Popovich, and I think the Patriots have become a destination that players are willing to go 
to win a championship. And that whole Patriot waiting has been blown up because they've actually won doing it. And so players will take less to go there and be a part of that whole Brady mystique and Belichick mystique. And when you got six titles, you can afford to take risk because you got pelts on the wall. So I think that's the reason why. And I kind of hate it because Belichick's great. But some of the stuff he does to reporters and the press is just it's, it's just out of line. Sometimes Popovich gets away with it, too. But, I mean, you could have coaches that are marginal, average, or just bad, and we call them what they are. But, you know, when you win, you know, it still doesn't give you an excuse to be, you know, a jerk. Uh, you're preaching to the choir. Good stuff, Mookie. Thank you. We could not it's a, agree It's, a, it's an interesting thing because you don't have to be the friendliest guy to be a brilliant coach that seems to have mm-hmm. everybody buying in. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the Patriots have – there's plenty that's been written about the Patriots that it's not all fun, right? Some people don't really enjoy playing there, but it's an effective way to be a good team, and they don't tolerate somebody not coming to practice and saying, I need the ball more. Yeah. Bills head coach Sean McDermott saying today that quarterback Josh Allen remains in concussion protocol. We'll come back, wrap up the second hour next. Could we be the Supremes? <laughs> no. No. That's a Can we harmonize a little bit? Probably not. No. That, that would not go well. That would be that would quite be insulting to them. What 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 was the motivation of the uh the Motown fix there, Max? Going old school. I'm just spinning spinning the records spinning back records here. Spinning records back here. DJ Max. You never know what is going to come out of the computers that, next. It, it is a wild card. I just see where it takes me, honestly. So I told you that Sean McDermott says quarterback Josh Allen is still in concussion protocol. In order for him to play Sunday versus the Titans, he must be cleared by tomorrow at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 o'clock our time tomorrow. So it's looking Matt Barkley-ish. Because he hasn't practiced all week, right? Mm-mm. That would be hard. You talking about uh, Allen? Allen. I mean, mm-hmm. just he hasn't practiced all week to roll out there on Sunday. That would be a tough thing to ask him to do. Not that it's never been done before, but second-year guy, got to think long-term a little bit, right? It's a pretty nasty hit, which the Patriots have said, hey, Hey, there's nothing to see here. Saquon Barkley has officially been listed as out for Sunday. So that would have been Barkley and Darnold were kind of teasing everybody. And everyone's like, whoa, are they going to play? No, they have both they been are. ruled out. Now, Melvin Gordon, on the other hand, will be playing. So this how does good. that change this game? I don't know if it changes. I think the Titans have been oh, leaning I think that it, way, right? Well, I they've, understand, they've but, pretty no, much but that changes the game. I mean, Josh Allen, as we talked about earlier in the week, especially, you know, he doesn't get a lot of credit, he doesn't get a lot of praise, but there's a drop-off, but he's not under center. I agree. We, Period. we discussed that yesterday. He, he's not lit up the world, but he's got the capability of running, number one. He's got a big arm. He can make the big throws. Might be a little more mistake-prone, mistake, mistake prone, but I think you're going – you're going to a guy who's got more limited tools in Barkley. He is more the quintessential backup with it, with his tools. Well, the thing that worries me, though, the Titans, when they have to, to play a, a quarterback like Barkley, they, they haven't done well. They, they haven't right? done well. Yeah. It's like they, they underestimate. And, I mean, the, the same could be said for Allen. 
You know, they like, ah, he's not very good. So I, I just, you know, I don't want to see that. But it does change things. It changes the offense for the Bills. I mean, it, it's you change that with any time you, you have a different quarterback in there. So I just um, – I, I think that knowing this week that, that Allen was in the protocol, I think the Titans have prepared – like it could be Barkley, they've they've probably prepared at times. Like it could be Allen, you know, be ready for both. But um, you know, I am interested to see what happens. I, I think it's going to be Barkley. I think at this point, I think the first thing that would be important, and this would have been the case even if Allen were playing, but don't let him run. Last year in the loss, Lashawn McCoy had a good game. He ran hard. He got some yards. And that took the pressure off of Allen. Allen didn't have a great game. He made just enough plays to get them the 13 points. I mean, it was a, that was the most frustrating loss of the year, I would say. Other than the last game, the disappointment of well, just that, not having that the, didn't, the weirdness, just not have the Mariota thing, all, the all of the injuries. And, yeah, it, it, it was, you didn't have great expectations no. going into that game, right? You were disappointed that that was the situation. But at the time... The Bills game was, had to be the most frustrating, yeah, right? Uh, no doubt. Especially the way it was played, too. They they had so many chances to win. But remember, LaShawn McCoy, he had a, he had a good game. If You can't let Frank Gore, who seems to play well against the Titans every time, give them life. Because that, that makes Barkley's job a lot easier. You want to put Barkley in positions where he's got to make plays. Well, speaking of that, Bills running back Devin Singletary is still listed as questionable, dealing with a hamstring injury. Huh. He's been out for the last two games, and it looks like it's going to be Frank Gore again. And I've got a Frank Gore question for pick six. Do you? Yes. Ooh. I would love that. Do we? Can we find Frank Gore's numbers against the Titans? I would love to. Over, under on his rushing yards. Okay. I've got it like right it. around what he's averaging this okay. year. And it's, really, and it's really not fair because the first game of the season was all Devin Singletary, right? So he didn't really do much and since Singletary's been out his numbers have been quite inflated but we'll have that in pick six we'll come back hour number three remember you just made the list is normally at noon probably going to shift that around we should have Lorenzo Neal join us in studio to kick off the third hour and then you just made the list after that pick six in the final hour more coming here on Darren Donick and Chase on this Friday on ESPN 1025 the game